Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Debriefing. I am Daniel Meadows. We are looking a little bit different tonight. Still to my left is the same old, same one. I'm Jed. What's up, Jed? Jed? How you doing? Hello, guys. But now to your left is a little bit different. I have one of my favorite youngins here. One of your favorites. Mr. Derek's favorite son. Derek's coolest son. Wyatt. Official. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 And uh, to my left would be Randy, but he's running late, so he'll so be it's here in a minute. Empty right now, it's but empty. he will show up, and when he shows up, we'll all know. Yep. yep. Um, so, well, we are glad that you are all with us, and I'm excited. If you haven't been paying attention to the news, um, if you live under a rock or you just don't watch the news, um, the the prophecies and Revelation and Daniel and Ezekiel are playing out right before our very eyes and so Ray let's talk about that a little bit tonight right I know I'm sure there's a lot of Christians out there and maybe even people who weren't Christians who maybe know some of the stories and know some of the the, the, th- the themes that are out there We're asking a few questions right I mean what what does it exactly mean what does it exactly look like um, and we can get carried away, especially with the media, mm-hmm. the way they like to hype things up. I mean, I was just hearing, I know everybody yesterday heard about the hospital, right? The hospital that got bombed and leveled and the 500 people. I saw the pictures this morning. It fell in the parking lot, didn't level the building. There may, I don't even know how many people actually got hurt. Like the, the cycle they, of news has stopped being what's true. It's yeah. now what's first. Well, and then we sort out the truth later. They, they yeah. went back actually, and I guess U.S. intelligence found out that Hezbollah lied about their numbers, and it was only like a hundred something. Well, of course. Well, I mean, they lie about almost everything, and so, we know everybody lies about almost everything. I mean, our own government's going to lie about stuff too. So you usually say if they said five and we say one, it's probably two fifty. I mean, yeah. like split so, the middle, split and you're probably closer <laughs> to the real the number. Difference. But at the same time, again, we can get carried away with that, right? I yeah. mean. The, 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 they want you to get carried away with it. Yeah. I, I believe that's why the news media cycle is the way it is on these things. I mean, you, you couldn't have turned on any social media or any TV or anything yesterday and not heard about 500 dead in a hospital leveled by either Israel or Hamas. I don't care who leveled it. It's just as bad either way. Yeah. That's one thing. While I was gone San Antonio for the last two days, I was doing some work in the hotel room while Lisa was doing her stuff, but... I got to watching uh, Taiwan news just to get a different perspective. And they, I mean, it's completely different than what you're hearing here. Yeah, yeah I bet. I bet. Hmm. Right. I mean, the anyone who uh, thinks that there isn't propaganda on all sides is right. kind of deluding themselves. Right. Yep. I mean, yep. and, and we, the funny thing is, is we know it and we find out about it and they know we're going to know it and they still don't seem to care. No, no. they don't care one bit. And, and uh, as Christians, what are we supposed to do, right? How are we supposed to take this? Because does it change what we do? Uh, yeah. As far as with, like, what the media is pushing? Or, right, or, right. Or, like, yeah, should, no. we, should, we be, should we be gathering up our guns and our bullets and trying to find ourselves in a basement uh, somewhere? I mean, like... Here's, <laughs> here's what I know is if you read Scripture, which, you know, we're not, we're not 
telling the end of the book without anybody knowing. It's been around for 2,000 years. Everybody's had yeah. a chance to read it or hear Spo- about it. Spoiler you know? alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Uh, Jesus is coming back. Um, but if you look at some of the prophecies you you see about the temple being rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and we know that it comes from the red heifer and them sacrificing the red heifer right. and the Mount of Olives across from the east gate of yep. Jerusalem where the temple will be. Yep. And the red heifer makes it so the tools, the implements are clean. So that's yeah. what they need. That's how they make the laver and all those other things, the, the pieces that are in the, yeah, the sacrifices so they've, clean. They've, what, they've secured the land on Mount Olive mm-hmm. for, for where they do the sacrifice. They've got three red heifers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, every time before this, they've They've, they've right. lost, they've yes, lost. they found a bad hair, um, right? Because it literally has to be perfect, yeah. head to toe. A single hair cannot be black or white. It has to be every hair is red. How, how do they <laughs> check them? They There are people who are paid they to are, check them. Yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. Um, and so right now, you know, they got three. And so if you're, if you're paying attention and you also see in prophecy of how... Israel will be attacked on two fronts. And yep. And there's maybe, maybe a third. And there might be a third. <laughs> and, and if you're paying attention, there's been attacks on two fronts now you know mm-hmm. so i mean it's playing out so now as christians i mean what's our job right right you know, for a lot of us we've been sitting on our hands for far too long and christ is like all right i'm on my way back are you working or no right because you know? i think it's still spreading the gospel right yeah yep i think yeah. that's still the most important mission you've got i mean yeah we we are you know we are we are called to defend the weak and we're called to defend the women and the children and the uh-huh. widows and the orphans right that's who we're called to defend well we are uh-huh. not called to defend other nations in other places in other you know other religions but but our first calling was not just to defend the women and the children and the orphans right this is where i might defend somebody our first calling was to go make disciples that's 100% right and if we're more worried about defending than we are making then we're in the wrong business and we're not doing it correctly that's very true that's why i always say you started your house with uh-huh. your children your children to the rest of your family to your community because we can't make a difference right. across the country right right but you can if you start at the house Right. Mm-hmm. Start at your house, mm-hmm. then you're at a neighbor's house, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't you don't got to go far. You don't, you don't have to go, go far, far. No. Because before long, where will I start makes it to right. Daniel, right. and then Daniel can make it to Ray's, and right? Everybody in between. And isn't isn't this some good time to maybe brush up and talk to your your pastor, or maybe somebody who leads your Bible study, and say, hey, what are some of those verses I could pull up from yeah. from Isaiah, maybe, or from Revelation? that that could show just talk a little bit about what's happening right now we've got some things in the world that you can point to and say hey i'm not trying to say this is exactly it right here but this is the theme of what we're talking about here right i mean if if anybody was going to say we're closer today we're for sure closer today than we any other day i mean everybody said it for years that it's getting close getting close but there's a lot of signs that it's a whole lot closer just in the last weeks well and you you put it in the context i mean in 1940 1944 it was impossible because there was no Israel. Mm-hmm, and right. then what was it, 1946 or 48? All of a sudden there's an Israel there's again. There's an Israel again, yeah. Yep. And yep. they have not had a single red heifer <sighs> until now. They've been right. trying to They've get a red trying. heifer since they got Israel back. Yep. We are talking close to 100 years, and they yep. could not. They, they'd have some, 
and then they'd find a blemish and it'd be disqualified. How do they find them? Just like buy them or do they like ask farmers around? So, so they, they have to be grown. I mean, they have to be kosher. They have to be grown the right way. Yeah. They have to be tended the right way. So there are Jewish farmers, right? Jewish, Jewish yeah. farmers all over the place. So any Jewish farmer who's a cattle mm-hmm. farmer like Jed, who comes across a red heifer in their flock, but Jed's, will Jed's keep not an a eye Jewish on. farmer. Well, right. But I, I, I meant to put a comma in between Jewish and then farmer like Jed. So anyway. Commas make a difference. Yes, commas do make a difference. <laughs> we got to put the emphasis on the right syllable, too. Look at the educated. They, 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 <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm lost right now. <laughs> Sorry, why? <laughs> we distracted you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you lost on, White? On the, on the red heifer stuff? Well, yeah, so, so they will sell the red heifers yeah. to the two religious rabbis, right? So there are people whose job is to take, try to take care of them, too. Why does it have to be a red heifer? It's it's in their law. It's in the it's, it's in yeah. the Torah. Or it's in one of those books huh. that says that that's one of the that's actually one of the only things I didn't see in the laws written down in our copy of the Old Testament is what you if there is a spot that says you need the red heifer to bless the implements. Yeah, but right. it could I'm be all, in there. I'm gonna look it up. All right, it could be yeah. in there. Yeah, but why can't it be like any cow? Like red, be, red heifer. There's exactly. things that there's things that God specifically designs for certain reasons, and and oh, He's the only one who knows why, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, when it tells them to build build the the uh, the altars and everything, specific dimensions, yeah. specific mm-hmm. types of wood, specific amounts of gold, right? I mean, everything is detailed to a certain level. I've actually heard it uh, proposed, and again, deeper minds than mine have looked into this and come to this uh, information, but they say that it's an exact model of basically what the throne room in heaven is like. So mm-hmm. that's why the size has to match and the positioning has to match. And that was also why they God was very specific about when the feast days were and when the days lined up, because as well, it the you know when when they were doing a feast on earth the angels were doing a feast in heaven at the exact same time uh, right mm-hmm. those things lined up which is also why you could imagine why you know satan's gotten in and confused and we're all not 100 percent sure on which day is the right day right now right we're not we, we honestly right now could could barely tell you if the saturday or the thursday that it is today is the same thursday from four thousand years ago right mm-hmm. it, the days could have been moved around and we wouldn't moved know around. so Anyway, if that makes sense. Anyway, but <laughs> but they need that red heifer. It's just something that's written in the law. Hmm. Um, it's something they need to do to make the implements clean, to be holy, to make sacrifices to God. Okay. Again, we don't believe none of that stuff, right? Randall. It's Randy. Hey, Randy. He's made it. Just like, like 10 minutes left in the podcast and he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we saved your job for you. Which one's that? The one you always have to tell at the end? No, the one before. Like, yeah, share. the one at the beginning. Yeah, because we, we, yeah, we that skipped one. that one today. <laughs> oh, I could have said it. Yeah, oh. well, we were saving it for Randy. It's his job. Hey, yeah. don't, don't forget your headphones, Randy. They're brand new. Hey, what's the cr- brand new headphones? Oh, by the way, uh, right, numbers 19 is where you'll see the, the red heifer. heifer. Excellent. Okay, so it is in there. It is. Um, <clears throat> so, to meet the requirements of the Old Testament law, a red heifer was needed. I got this off of got questions by the way if i'm looking up numbers 19 right now um a red heifer was was needed to help accomplish the purification of the israelites from unclean uncleanness specifically the ashes of a red heifer were needed 
See yep. Numbers 19. There it is right there. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord has commanded, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they bring you a red heifer without blemish, in which there is no defect, and on which a yoke has never come. You shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and he may take it outside the camp, and it shall be slaughtered before him. And Eleazar the priest shall take some of the blood with his finger and sprinkle some of the blood seven times directly in front of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the heifer shall be burned in its sight, its hide, its flesh, its blood, and its offal shall be burned. Hmm. And the priest shall take the cedar wood and the hyssop and the scarlet and cast them into the middle of the fire, burning the heifer. The priest shall then wash his clothes and shall bathe in the water. And afterwards he shall come into the camp and the priest, the priest shall be, be unclean until evening. So it looks like it's actually to cleanse the priest. To the clean, cleanse the priest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... Uh, here I'll continue because red heifer ashes were necessary for the purification rites held at the temple many have regarded the appearance of a red heifer today as heralding the construction of the third temple and return of Christ well then let's go according to (laughs) rabbinical tradition there have been nine red heifers sacrificed since Moses' time wow just nine only nine and we're about to see the tenth maybe Wow! Since the destruction of the second temple, no red heifers have been slaughtered. That—that's how long that's been. That's really surprising. Yeah, but it's all God's timing, right? There's yeah. a reason yeah. why He didn't yeah, give get... him a red heifer <laughs> till now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's 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 exactly why it. Uh, and you know the the fun the crazy thing too is there's going to be people already who are going to start to try to tell you that oh we'll be based on the red heifer thing and I'm going to tell you it's exactly going to be you know July 25th 2025 that's the day and you know they're wrong <laughs> wrong wrong because it says in this book that no one but God knows the day no yeah. one will know the day but God we're all going to be shocked <laughs> we're all going to be like whoa. <laughs> Uh, welcome, Randy. Settled in? I think so. Uh-oh, I got you <laughs> muted. Hold on. No, unmute him. I got a question. Yep. Yes, I'm here now. How there y'all we go. doing? <laughs> hey, Randy. Randy. Hey, Randy. What is the quote of the day? <laughs> we don't get that till the end. Oh, Why? my You're bad. My ahead, bad. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I don't know if I have one today, so. <sighs> I do. <laughs> oh, oh this is the whole. Oh, wow. <laughs> I see what's going on here. I see. Dwight's, Dwight's trying to take everybody's job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, little Derek, sit over. <laughs> the full swipe of you taking everybody's job. Little Fisher. <laughs> little Fisher. <laughs> All right, so inform me. What are we talking about? So we're, uh, we're just talking about, uh, you know, end times. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, pro- how uh, kind of some of the things happening today might look a little bit like some of the prophecies we see coming fulfilling and mm-hmm. how what that means is we better hurry up and share the gospel because <laughs> yep. <laughs> right time could be getting short. Yeah, you got somebody you've been thinking about sharing it with, or somebody you've been slowly working on with. Maybe pick up the pace just a little bit. Maybe you can, as we were saying, find some of those verses, find some of those things. I mean, bringing up those facts about the red heifer. Those yeah. are some interesting, unique things that yeah. you know. I could say in one hand, I hope that it means nothing, but actually, I kind of hope Jesus comes back because things get really good for us when He mm-hmm. does, right? <laughs> I mean, I really do like my life. I like my daughter. I like my wife. But I'm ready for it. I don't know. About I you. mean, yeah. I think I think it's getting close, and I'm not I'm not holding back. No, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I see a lot of pastors right now too, <clears throat> preaching about the end times. You know, and, and they have for years. But part of me just wonders: Are they getting too focused on that and not focusing on equipping the saints to send out? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's especially because again, 
we talked a little bit about this with the podcast with Corey, right? I mean, everybody in this room, we're all pre, we all breathe pre-trib right now, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we're all on that one. I think, I think almost everyone in Donna want to speak for you, <clears throat> so you can tell me. But I think that most of us are most of us believe that we are raptured pre-tribulation. Mm -hmm. I'm I am actually half on the fence. I wouldn't be shocked if we're raptured at the middle at the three and a half mark. Well, and that's where when the when the red heifer sacrificed that's the seven years right that starts the, the seven years yep. so that's where now that it's getting closer i'm like well is it mid-trip right could it be could it be because i mean they got granted they got to get the temple mount secure still yeah and they got to take down the dome of the rock which it, if the war goes far enough they just will right yeah. they'll have yeah. no excuse not to that's the one thing that you can kind of see coming, right? And if, and if they don't, if they let's say they knock it down before the war gets too bad, I'm pretty certain that's the, the war gets worse, yeah. right? Either way. So, and I know though, if you look at Ezekiel, I think it's 38. I was talking about this with a couple of church members the other day here, and they were talking about because um, I said, oh well, you know, when when peace comes into Israel, Jesus will come back, but apparently the peace won't come to Israel till the middle of the seven years at right. the three and a half mark and they'll think it's a fake it'll look like peace yep <laughs> and it'll be the Antichrist come in and yep. establishing the peace yes the Jews and are actually so, going to elevate the Antichrist as the as the Messiah, as the Messiah right. and put him on the throne and he will declare himself God I actually was telling that to my mom just last night yeah. and she was like where's that i'm like that's in revelation mom's like oh i haven't read that in a long time i'm like yeah that's <laughs> like at that point any christian if we are left there will be no question what's going on the second we see a man ascend the throne in the temple and claim to be god we're gonna be like all right where's them clouds <laughs> where yeah. is he he's coming <laughs> yeah. and, and i think he'll come before the antichrist establishes himself i i do too based on a couple things because if i'm reading revelation right and again could be wrong revelation's a, a tough book there's stuff in there that could be true it could be allegory could be both at the it's, same time it's all true yeah right right it's all true that's true it's just is are they actually taught because before in the first three and a half years revelation says first a third of the earth dies then another third dies then another third dies right mm -hmm. so you're talking losing you know close to 50 percent of the population mm -hmm. in three and a half years of the entire planet right that's billions of people dying now the reason i say that i think we're pre-trib then or we get raptured pre-trib is because there's verses that point to the fact that the true christians the believers in christ won't suffer won't suffer that tribulation well, and that sounds like tribulation to me let's let's look at it though when the book of revelation was written how much of the world was populated it's true well they didn't you know, they didn't 100 percent know but i mean yeah i know right, what you mean and, and who was john primarily writing to at that time he's right on into the, the island of patmos right right into the jews and the, and the gentiles around him but yeah you know and so that's where i'm like the third then is it is it a third of the whole world that's left or is it a third of the jewish state right because then it you could you, be because you see the numbers of one hundred forty-four thousand, right yep and that talks about you know numbers from all tribes of the 12 tribes of judah for that hundred forty-four thousand. that's what makes up that number mm-hmm mm -hmm. um, oh and there's so much more of course that we see before all that happens too but still it's yeah, right yeah and so that's where i'm like is that where the third the third the third comes from is it those numbers 
to make up that 144,000. It definitely could be. It definitely could be. It right. Um, yeah. We could read it either way because I know. I, again, I do know that some of these words translated from Greek, you know, they can mean multiple things. So it's. Uh, I just. I. I don't want to find out from Earth. I hope to find out from the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. what I'm. That's what and I'm it, hoping for. But here's the thing, though: is if I'm here on Earth and I'm one of the third, okay, I know where I'm going. So no, it's true. It's it, true. It's not going to be an easy death, but right. And, and and if you look at the way that the third of the earth died, you know, read that description there in in Revelation of how the third of the earth died. It's not they passed away in their sleep. Nope. You know, it's a it's a violent. Yeah, it is. I was trying to exactly find the right spot because I know it's when he's opening the seals. And let's see here. Is it um, chapter? Yep, fourth seal. It's Revelation yeah. six. six. It looks like I start at seven when he opens the fourth seal. He opened the fourth seal and he heard a voice forthcoming of the fourth living creature saying, "Come and see." And he looked to behold a pale horse, and the name of him who sat on it was Death. And Hades followed him, and power was given to them over the over the fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and hunger and death and by the beasts of the earth. And so then he goes through again, the fifth seal opens. I guess this says a fourth. I could have swore it was a third, but it says over a fourth of the earth. Um, and then, yeah, then it goes into the, uh, the the cry of the martyrs when he opens the fifth seal. That's when the martyrs come out from under, and, you know, then that's when they, I think they say, well, I don't, want, I don't want to read it all on here on the podcast for everybody, but read Revelation 6. That's where they talk about it. <laughs> you know, it is a fourth because it says it three different times. So maybe it's a fourth, right? a, fourth a fourth, and a fourth. And a fourth. Yeah. It's still a lot of people. It's still a lot of people. Yeah, even if it's just Israel, even if it's the whole world, whatever way it is, that's a lot of people. But, and, and, but it does, it even talks about this conflict on earth scarcity on earth then there's the widespread dead death on earth then later in six that's the cosmic disturbances right that's when the the mountain falls from the sky a mountain of rock falls from the sky and i think that's in the end where another fourth of the earth is killed right yeah. so yeah i hope i'll have to see that meteor that sounds a lot like a meteor to me i'm just saying sounds like what the dinosaur saw <laughs> yeah it sounds like what the dinosaur saw. again i want to watch from the clouds so and you know I wish I wish I was wrong. I wish, but at the same time, I'm excited to see Jesus. Really am. Yep. Yeah. Aren't we all? Hopefully. I hope we are. I hope we are. Are you? Yeah, I'm really excited. Good. Yeah. And I hope some people listening maybe can uh, start talking to Jesus a little more if you aren't already. Yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. excited to meet him. Yeah. You know, and I think back to, um, as we're talking about the end times and you know, we really think Jesus is closer today. And, of course, nothing new is under the sun. You know, if you go read um, Lamentations, right, nothing new is under the sun. Mm-hmm. They've thought this from the time Jesus was taken up, right? Right. I'm, I can imagine the apostles were sitting around, not with all the technology, but having kind of the same conversation. The same debate. Right? Oh, yeah. Because Israel was alive and kicking. The red heifers going on. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, we, we read one oh, yeah. ago that nine heifers have been yep they still had a viable so, temple at the time yeah. i mean and you know so I as mean, well as the rumors of wars thing i mean that's constantly happening rome was constantly at war with somebody always yeah. at war with somebody and, and israel so, was before that too so and so that's where i sit here and i go well you know it could be another two thousand years we don't know what we know is that we just need to go make disciples. Yep. Right. And and making disciples and going out and sharing the gospel and you know, yeah, starting with our family, but 
don't just do your family. Make sure you're sharing the gospel with everyone you see, you know, which mm-hmm. is one of the big pushes that I tell y'all in the youth group, right, Wyatt? Yeah. Is, is share the gospel with your yeah. friends sitting right beside you. And how's that going? Not with Jed, but uh, like it's cool. Uh, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. How's that going? It's, I don't really talk about it. Yeah. It's like, it's not like a, I mean, I do like, I do ask my friends if they'll go to churches and if they're a Christian and if they read the Bible and pray, but I don't really like go like far beyond what, that really. What's your common answer you get? I say Christian and then yeah, yeah. Most, mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. 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 yeah most of them do and then yeah. I think we're still in a part of the state, which I know it's slowly slipping away if you look at statistics. But I think we're still in a part of the U.S. that would be considered the Bible Belt. Yeah. But it's slowly fading to not be. Waves against the cliffs. You know, and and so I think about, like, I tell the kids all the time, you know, share the gospel with the people in your school. And and I get, I have some homeschooled kids, and so then they give me a look. They're like, but. I'm like, well, then share the gospel with someone you see. (laughs) You got got your neighbor. You got your... You got your family. I mean, you know, your neighbor, you got your friends that I'm sure you play sports or something that you hang out with. And, and so I think about like the teachers I teach with, you know, at Watchmen, this, the men's conference we're going to go to, um, not this weekend, but next, um, well, I guess by the time this comes out, it will be that weekend. Yeah. Right. (laughs) We'll be leaving the day after you hear this. Yeah. October, what? 27th, 28th, something like that. I thought it was the 28th. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to be leading one of the, the fireside chats. You know, we do fireside chats there, and there will be a teen one um, with – I'm not leading it. My buddy, uh, Tyler, he's a youth pastor down at Cape Springs. I'm going to be leading the adult fireside chat, which is how to how to be a leader in your workplace. You know, and so – You're leading that? I am, yeah. That sounds like that, though. Yeah, no. should be. It, it kind of it, does. I thought we was going to the teen one. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. You might learn more. But you know, if I tell the teens, "Hey, you got to share the gospel with your friends that are sitting beside you," it kind of gave me a wake up call because I was like, I tell the kids all the time, "Go do it." But am I doing it at my workplace? You know, right, right. Like, like I'm not just working here. I got you know, I got a whole other job. And so this year, that's been really my big push is that. I don't just sit in my room and grade and, you know, keep to myself. Like I'm, I'm talking with people about Jesus on the daily and there's some people, I play pickleball. Okay. I'm 33. I play pickleball. I think uh, it's required if you're in your thirties right now. It's required if you're in your thirties now. Yeah. Yep. Right. I'm 33. Oh. Um, and, and the people I play pickleball with, like when I first started playing, they were cussing up a storm and, you know, and, and now that's chilled out. Like I might hear them drop one or two words and, even one, like I get frustrated myself. Who do you play? You know, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Other teachers. Oh, you play other teachers. Um, oh. And and one of them looked at me, and I, man, I don't know if she's a Christian or not, but she looked at me. And she goes, "Hey, it's a game. It's fine. You're good. Jesus is still on the throne." And I was like, "You're right." And you're like, <laughs> like, "All right, all right." But, I, but then, of course, you know her. So I don't, I don't know where she's at. I'm trying to talk with her a little bit more, but. But hey, that's a step in the right direction. But yeah, and that's where I, and that's where I was going was like you know I tell the kids, make sure you're sharing the gospel, make sure you're being intentional with with what you do in your walk, and and now even more so, in the time that is upon us, in in the looking at 
possible Jesus' return, we as Christians have to make sure our walk is in the direction that it's supposed to be to share the gospel. Yep. And that's that's important, too, about not even just what you say, but what you do. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. remember that 90% of it is going to be what they see you do, right? Not what you say to them. Because there's yeah. so many people who see you on a day-to-day basis or, yeah. or how you act with other people, your interactions just on on every moment of every day is a, is it a chance for you to show Jesus to somebody you know right and to like why you know you're saying talking to the kids about you know do you do you do you read your bibles do you go to church and this like that um you know i don't know if you do any sort of uh, uh if with your friends from school if you got I mean, i'm sure you chat on your phones but yeah. you know you got your various social media platforms like discord and things like that yeah. i do a bible study with my friend who's in minnesota on discord twice a week in the mornings right so before school i mean that'd be another example i might say with them if you use these these other apps that are mainly used for gaming well guess what they also could be used for bible study yeah you be like hey jump in a voice chat room with me real quick let's do a quick 20 minute bible study before we lead to school and see if you can get a couple people wrapped into that and then even as youth just reading the bible together and talking about what it means to you you're going to be do growing so much more than, oh, I mean, I couldn't even count the number of Christians that, that don't even do something that simple. Yeah, you know, when you, when I went to summer camp, there was a... A breakout session? Yeah, a breakout session. Thank you. I was <laughs> looking for the word. I went to one, and it's like, how to share the gospel through gaming. Yeah. And then they, they went to a gaming conference, and then they, and then they played games and share about god and the gospel and yep. they they saved so many people right and you can do that same thing while you're gaming you're talking to yeah. somebody and you say and you, you you start to build a little relationship with someone and you can say hey you want to join my discord channel i do we do you know i got a bunch of people about our same age we do bible study a couple times a week and we you know we just help each other out encourage each other you know find a, a, a good space where you can actually be there to to share jesus with other people because yeah it's a it's a way you'll be able to reach that's how you can reach people who aren't even local, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. could be anywhere oh, yeah. in the world mm-hmm. and you could be reaching them like they are local. Cause you're, I mean, it, it, I used to play a ton of video games too, right? I mean, I used these exact same platforms. I, when I was deep into it before I was saved, I spent so much time with these people, right? You know, gaming with them, talking with them when I wasn't gaming. I mean, there was so much opportunity there to share the Lord with them if I was doing it at that time, which I'm not. And now, you know, again, I, I dream about if I would have known better at the time what I could have done, right? I mean, I don't have time to do that now. I'm busy working on my family. <laughs> yep, I got I got a daughter and I got a wife and I got all the local stuff we're doing for God now, but that's the younger generation. They're the ones who can carry that flag. Yep. I had to look up pickleball to see what it was. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we play it on explain Wednesdays. It. It's really fun. I still can't explain oh, it, okay. but at least I know what it is now. Pickleball kind of. is it's table tennis and tennis combined. Well, that's what I've heard. And badminton. Yeah, badminton. something like that. Yeah, yeah. badminton. Yep. It's, would, but it's fun. It's it's fun. I'll take your word for it. It's yeah. a, Randy, I've it's never even like seen him play it. Golf to me, I guess. It's a, no, 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 no. Pickleball is a real sport. Frisbee golf is not. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever played Frisbee golf or not, but. You're just throwing a disc around. Yeah, with like 300, 400 yards, you know, uh, par three, woods, trees. <laughs> there's there's ponds. I mean. Uh, our generation, they were, they were more on our phones and all of the gaming and social media. Because everybody is, they be like, they all have TikTok. Everybody all does. Yep. Yep. I don't. I don't like it. But 
you can like ha- you can create like a channel like and share the gospel through that because yep. everybody's on those social medias. Yep, they're not putting their phones down. So. Nope, yeah. nope. And one of the things you can even do too is even if you don't know how to create the content, well, repost and share the good content. Right? Yeah. There's a couple of creators I follow who make some really really good funny Christian based memes or Christian based little videos. Uh, one of the one of the youth pastors that I've seen his videos a whole bunch on Instagram lately. He's doing a a, a whole bunch of stuff uh, uh, and. He he's pretty decent with his message. I haven't seen too many things that, that scare it's, me much. It's not me because I don't have the time to yeah, do yeah. that. Well, right. <laughs> this is this, that seems fun. He was just posting the other day because he says a lot of people tell him why are you doing this right? Like especially the older Christians will give him give him trouble for to being on social, spending most of his time working all this social media stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, he goes, yeah, I could I could have understood that at the beginning when I only had a few hundred followers and all this stuff. But over the last year, he has built up on his multiple platforms. He's got a million followers. He's wow. like, I get 10,000 views on every single thing I post minimum. He goes, you don't know how many people in my comments say that they've come to know Christ because of the stuff I'm pumping out. And he goes, and, and, and I was talking to my wife about him, like, you know, yeah, some of them probably aren't real, right? We'll give you that. But even if one is real, right? Even if one Just is one. real, mm-hmm. it's all that matters. And that's the thing is, you know, everything's changed now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think about when our parents grew up and Jed, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, times are a little bit different and music was a little bit different. Right. And this is one of the things I get in discussions with, with the older generations is that, um, I play Christian rap, you know, mm-hmm. in, in my personal truck, I played up here for the kids. I played it at the car show. Like it came through the music at the car show. Yep. Yep. Which it seems and, to fit perfectly yeah, at a car show. I like it because I thought so too. But some of the older generation is like, "Oh, we can't listen to that. That is heathen music." And I'm like, "If you listen to the words, some of the words in the in the Christian rap songs right now are more theological and doctrine based than the '90s." worship music right or yeah. or the I, even I like worse it. the new 2000s worship music that some right. of these other christians want to bring in too which that's yeah. a whole different rabbit hole we can go down another day <laughs> I, I like it because during church when we when we mess around it's more like energetic like right like right but you're also getting the yeah you know, you're, you're also getting like, out of it yeah and you know. and and i always just turn to psalm 150 when anybody says anything about that right i'm gonna start at verse three Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel. I don't even know what that is, but use it. And <laughs> dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals and praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So does a rapper got breath? He's got breath. We're good. Yeah. We're good then. Yeah, good. We're fine. I'm going to look up what a I think timbrel that's, is. I think that's doctrine then right there. We're mm-hmm. fine, right? I mean, and, and anything else you can cover under clashing cymbals. If clashing cymbals are okay, any other instrument's fine too, right? I mean, seriously. So I told you I was okay. <laughs> yeah. That's Oh, Randy's a timbrel. Randy's a <laughs> The word timbrel. I've been called worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, the word timbrel is used in the Hebrew Bible in both singular and plural form. So as to suggest the former referred to a hoop of wood or metal over which was stretched a parchment head. So a tambourine. Like a tambourine. It's a tambourine. Sure, sure. A, a timbrel is a tambourine. It's just. That is a very, very difficult instrument. You have to be very good mm-hmm. to be trusted with a tambourine. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't yes. sound anything like I, I can I can play the guitar, but I can't. I'm, 
so yeah, that that that's my stance on on biblically based Christian music. If it's if it's biblically based, if it follows God and Jesus and doesn't differ, differentiate there, then I don't got any problem with it at all. Exactly. It doesn't mean I got to like it. <laughs> right? There are there is some contemporary Christian stuff I don't like. That's right. That's all right. But it's all out there if it's telling the truth to reach someone. That's yep. all that matters. Yep. Yep. And and you know, there's the 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 you can get into it if you want. There are some people who say, you know, if, if there's even one line that might not be doctrinal and then maybe you shouldn't listen to it. I mean, that also, then you start slipping down that slope of what movies should you watch? What TV shows should you watch? What should you do? What shouldn't you do? And there are lines, there are limits. And I also think that depending upon your spiritual maturity, those lines and limits can change, mm-hmm. right? Like someone who is much more spiritually mature could potentially, I'm not saying be okay to watch something because it's they're, they're advanced, more of being able to watch something to see it from the right angle, to understand the deception in it, and then use that to help others, right? Use that to be like, you know, hey, that stuff you saw, like, let's explain this to you. Or like, again, watching a, you know, watching Harry Potter with my daughter, being able to explain to her that like, hey, you know, actually all these people in here well they're on satan's team right <laughs> voldemort and harry they're actually all on satan's team but that's a different story right i, I mean don't like harry potter it's okay that's okay who's she <laughs> randy's pretending he's i think he's more of a twilight fan so randy, oh, okay. randy is a twilight fan twilight. Yeah, is twilight the one with the vampires uh, yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah, is, I yes. watched that. Bray, Bray is also a Twilight fan. <laughs> yes. I, I wish. I wish, but no. Never made it there. Is that a singer? Yes. Yeah, is, is that a singer? <laughs> totally. No. No. That's uh. What do they call them? The Taylor Swifties. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh, Jed, what do they call y'all? What are y'all? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't like Taylor. Swift. Uh, well, I was going to see if we could call Derek and get him in, but I don't know. Maybe his phone's died or, or he's, he's yeah, tied last up. Time, last time I knew, his phone was about to die. So. All right. Well, I tried seeing if we could get a I'm phone call to him and text uh, him up. He, he's in Wisconsin right now. Oh, he's deal hunting with yes. Chris. Yeah. Yeah, he's up in northern Wisconsin. Yeah. I wonder he wouldn't answer me. <laughs> he, he what is... Care. Oh, you're eating over there. <laughs> All I hear is this crinkle, <laughs> crinkle, crinkle. You're supposed to we tell me these. to mute it before you do uh, that, no. Wyatt. Oh, new to the podcast. He's fired. My yeah, bad. My bad. Wyatt's new to the podcast. Yeah. And we got these nice new headphones. Yeah. They are really nice. Oh, I'm not goodness. sure who donated them, but I thank them, whoever they were. Yeah, whoever donated these headphones to the podcast, thank y'all. Like, they are great. Every oh, single one of us, like after 45 minutes, our ears just hurt, <laughs> and we were constantly just shifting the headphones left and right and left and right, trying to yeah, be comfy. Yeah, these are, man, these are comfortable. Yep. I could, are these like the ones that all the like professional athletes use whenever they listen no no they're not they're not that but they're not that they're not that i don't know know how fancy they are i I really don't i didn't get them they we got donated so again thank you to our anonymous donor out there this is what the cheerleaders use not the athletes oh is it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh this is the the wrestling teams for colleges yeah that's that's right that's right okay (laughs) qualifier Flyers. <laughs> hey, they 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 they're comfortable. That's the they important are. thing. They, they really are, are, and the earpieces like swivel, and I don't know. I thought I broke it whenever I first pulled it out because <laughs> it like swiveled around. All the way around. Me. I was yep. like, oh. So yeah, thank you, whoever did that. Yeah, I hope you're listening because yeah, it's made it made it a lot nicer. That's for sure. We're so, slowly yeah. one, one every three months we upgrade like something a little yeah. bit. <laughs> my my luck. I didn't have to use those. I just came on the same day. I know. Yep, I you know. did get lucky. Yeah. 
You're breaking them in for your dad. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll make sure we sanitize them good for you, Derek. <laughs> I was going to say, knowing him, he'll want a new pair. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's fine. We'll we, just give them yours. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Switch them out when no one's watching. Ooh, gross. Uh, well, you know, yeah. So even those young kids out there, keep sharing the gospel. Keep sharing. Share your story. Share what Jesus has done for you, right? Yeah. Sherry's how he's helped you out because I could definitely tell you uh, previously when I was when I was lost um, going through you know the the war in Iraq the the other things we've gone through 9-11 stuff all that stuff you know there was times where I'd, I definitely felt the uh, the I don't want to say fear per se but just anxiety you know I mean what's going to happen what could possibly happen and even now I mean there's all kinds of stuff flying around about possibilities of what could happen with this. You know, we, us getting in sucked. If, if we get sucked in at all into the into Israel's war, it, it, America does. Um, I'm almost I guarantee you that's just leaving the door wide open for China to start making moves into Taiwan. And next thing mm -hmm. you know, now we got war in three different countries on three different spots with three different allies of ours, right? And if somebody tries to tell me that is not World War Three, I don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> like I don't know what you know. It, it, it's one of those things too. I had somebody the other day say, if you actually went back or, or went forward, let's say you go 500 years in the future and humans are still here, they may look back at this time and be like, yeah, this was the 100 years war because there was World War One. Right after that, World War Two was not that far away and there was little skirmishes in all between. The Cold War, even though it wasn't a hot war, that was still that was a lot of stuff happening. There. I mean, there's literally been almost this constant cycle between these major powers. We're just in it, so we don't quite see it the same as, as you might if you step back far enough, you know? So, I mean, it, you know, somebody else also was saying, you know, that, that uh, even the first couple of times, you know, they didn't call it the World War One from day one. Right. It wasn't called World War One until like eight years into the war before right. they started finally calling mm -hmm. it World War. Right. right? You, you don't know. It's not like, you know, oh, shoot, World War started today. They announced it on the news. <laughs> right. That's not how it works. I mean, it's, you, you think about it. You got Ukraine and Russia mm -hmm. and now Israel and Gaza, Jordan, Palestine. Palestine. Yep. You know, so and maybe a couple others. So there's two breakouts right there. I mean, we could be five years from now. And then World War Three started a year ago when Russia invaded Ukraine. Yep. You know, I mean, yep. Who yep. knows? But I loved how they just put out a message the other day. I don't know if you saw this, but they're like, "Don't worry, we're not going to do a draft." And I'm like, "Oh, that sounds like something you say when you're going to do a draft." <laughs> <laughs> Why? Don't worry, because the rules of the draft is the oldest son does not get drafted. So, congratulations. Well, but I saw. I thought I see night twenty eighteen I have to like write a form for the US Army so if we do have a war and they need me, I would be That is that is technically correct. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah. Yep. But Yep. Yeah. But at the same time they never they didn't draft the oldest. So that way the name would carry the, on. Yep. So you could yep, I'm the family the, carry But on. I'm the only son. You're good, Jen. Exactly. You're too old. I'm good. <laughs> I'm too old. Hey, yeah. Randy, you're good too because you're too old. Yeah. I, I, Thank you. I, you, might, you, you might need to be too old, old too, Daniel. I think it's like 32 or 34 is the cutoff. You're right oh, in there. All, all, all of you guys are old I enough. Think. It might all be 36. I think it's 36. I still have my card in my old wallet. I'll tell you what, if it gets bad enough, they'll change that. They want like 50 and below. I'll go if I have to. Right. Let me ask this. I guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this question out because we talk about sharing the gospel a lot, which you know is a good thing. It's our job. It's what we're supposed to do. Okay. So, what 
ways have you found, and this is for all of you, what mm-hmm. ways have you found the easiest to share the gospel with somebody? That's a good question. I'll sleep and repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> the what? easiest way is just to start a conversation with them and just work into it. About what? Anything. The weather? Yeah, like, start with the weather. Yeah, like fine. When you start learning about somebody, you'll see a place to input right. something. Yeah. And you don't have to input and go into a full-on message. It's just put the, in a little, few words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and yeah, and just just sharing in with something, you know, how's your day going? Ah, oh, Lord's just blessed me really well today is a great right way to there. just start real simple. Right. Yep. No. Right. And, and you can keep working, keep finding, and you, the, the Holy Spirit and God will give you the avenue mm-hmm. if it's supposed to be there, you right. know? And, and, uh, I actually, this is a trick that I, uh, I don't want to say I learned today, but got reminded of today. And it's a, and it's a good thing you can use for sharing the gospel too. Uh, cause I, I learned this for work. It's something, you know, to, to when someone asks you a question, that you that you that you might not have the full grasp for the answer, or you, I almost want to say it's a tricky question to answer because people are going to always ask you tricky questions about the Bible or what this means or what that means, especially people who want to try to trick or trap you, right? They'll they'll come up with something and say, oh, but if this and that, or what about this or that, or they'll say, well, all Christians believe this thing or that thing. One of the best things to come back at somebody with if they're trying to challenge you on something is say, oh, that's interesting. What makes you believe that? Right, make because you might not actually. Un, usually, what they're pushing back against isn't actually what the, the, what's actually holding them up. Mm-hmm. Right, you want to understand what makes them think what they just told you. Right, why? What? Because then you can actually figure out what you need to break down, mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to come up with something on your own to explain some term or understanding of the Bible. What you really want to understand is what's their holdup. What's their what's holding them back. Right, because as I was talking the other, saying the other couple podcasts, I believe that most people are choosing not to believe, mm-hmm. and so we need to figure out what is making them choose not to believe. Some part of them believes, but then the louder voice is saying, "No, that can't be true." Well, my mom always taught me from way back. Sometimes the best answer to a question is, "I don't know." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can go find out. You can mm-hmm. go back to them. And, mm-hmm. So I've been. I just July. I celebrated my 20th um, spiritual birthday. Uh, so, you know, I've been a Christian now for 20 years. Um, and I've had a lot of opportunities to share the gospel from mission trips to friends right next door to me, you know. And I've gone every route. And I've taught students every route, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's the um, here's the track route. Here's with the kids. um like when I when I work with kids, I have a little cube, and so it tells like the story and pictures for them to to grasp it to um, just working in the middle of a conversation. You know, I I think back to man, this was probably a year ago. I think back to coming up here on a Sunday night to a Bible study, and um, I think it was a Bible study, and I because I think I. No, I was going home from Bible study. That's what it was. I was going home from the Bible study. And I noticed this car in a parking lot. And I was like, I just drove by. And then I was like, man, I, I really needed to stop. So I turned around and went back. And you know how the Holy Spirit does. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that was an opportunity. It gives you that little tug. Like, here's mm-hmm. your two by four. Let me smack you in the head. <laughs> now turn around and go back, right? And so 
went back and and uh the guy was like, oh, I'll, I'll wait on my friend. I was like, man, I got you. Don't worry. And so I pulled out all my stuff. He had a flat tire. I was helping him out. And we got into this really good conversation and come to find out he was an atheist, you know. And so it was like, why do you believe in that? Like, what mm-hmm. is it that that's made you? And, and it was very much a, I don't know, I just don't think there's anything out there, you know. And so, right. so we had a good conversation. So I think about that. That was one of those we were, I worked it in mm-hmm. to the moment. And then I also think about um, my buddy I worked with for several years at the elementary school that um, just into the school year. Yeah, you were telling us funeral. about that. Yeah, yep, yep. you know, mm-hmm. and and that was several years of building a friendship and working into a conversation every time we could. Mm-hmm. You know about Jesus and right, and that really has been for me the easiest. You find similarities with people and you just work it in, right? You know, I mean, you think about the cattle industry. There's a lot of opportunities to work in the gospel with the mm-hmm. cattle. You know, not sharing the gospel to the cattle, but using <laughs> the cattle. All the cows have been all, converted all already. <laughs> That's why none of them are red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. So there's all those opportunities, and that's what I I try to get across to the kids. And you know, sometimes it is just you got to go give a track because you only got one opportunity, and it's mm-hmm. right then and there. You know, you go on a mission trip. I don't know if I'll ever go back to Laogon, Haiti again. I probably won't. Right. Right. You know. So that was my one opportunity over eight days to share the gospel with as many people as I could. Yep. You and you know. plant a bunch of seeds, throw out a bunch of water. See yeah. what see what what see, the Lord can make what of the it. Lord makes of it exactly you know? right. So and that's where you know we try to find. I think when we go to share the gospel, we find we try to find the easiest way. We try to learn this whole plan. And here's what I've learned too in in my thirty three years of life, twenty years of of being saved is when you sit there and draw out the plan of how you're going to share the gospel, it never goes that way. It won't happen. No, it won't happen never. that way. Yep. Uh, I, I kept praying for the Lord to help me see, Lord, help me to see those opportunities when you put them before me. There was months of that. And then I was like, oh wait, they're all opportunities. They're all opportunities. <laughs> every single one of them is. That's why, that's why I wasn't getting that message because every single one was the message. Yeah, every single one. Yeah. Well, I also think we I, shouldn't, uh, worry about what we need to say either because it would be we can prepare all we want but mm. at the end of the day what needs to be said should be said through mm-hmm. the holy spirit through us yeah you ready in season and out of season right, right? Yeah. well sometimes we're just supposed to scratch the ground sometimes we're supposed to scratch ground plant the seed sometimes yeah. we're supposed to water it sometimes we're supposed to be there to harvest and mm-hmm. it's all yeah. his plan his way his timing Yep, and sometimes being watering can be they know you're a Christian and you just listen. That is correct. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say a word. Nope. So, and that's what I was going to say. I was most of the time, people are different from me. I guess I really just say what I want to say half the time. So, more more or less, because people are afraid of you, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Anyway, more or less, it's one of those things. It's. I don't know if I found the confidence, but the more I read the Bible, I don't think Jesus had a problem saying anything he needed to say. Mm-hmm. So why should I feel any different about it? If he, you're gonna if you're gonna attack me for what I say, 
what really are you going to do to right. me? I mean, I'm not saying I'm a big bad man. I'm just saying, really, if you have your opinion and I told you mine, why can't I be man enough to listen to what you have to say? Right. Well, and, 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 and I'm just saying that people need the confidence and more just to say what they need to say or listen. Mm-hmm. And you can walk up to somebody. I can just say, okay, hey, I, you know, we need to talk about Jesus or something. Or I can go up there and we can have the conversation and have Jesus just come through me mm-hmm. without saying his name, his, I mean, just people looking at you, talking to you. Because the conversation of whatever, if it's God's will, God's timing, whatever, it's going to happen no matter what. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if you're too afraid to do it, God's going to push you into doing it anyway, one way or the other. So I don't know why. I mean, like I said, I'm not putting people down. I'm just saying on my my end of it, don't know why you got to be afraid of doing what you need to do. But I think he lets you know who to go up and say, exactly. we got to talk about Jesus. Or you know, yeah. go back to what Ray said. Lord, bless me with a great day and see where that goes. Yeah. The forcefulness it, will come because exactly. of the timing and yeah. his will. Because you, you can be as confident as you want. But you can have your mouth shut real quick, too. Yep. I've been there, done that. And that's where it goes to, you know, Ray, I get what you mean. Every opportunity is an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But I think there are those moments that the Holy Spirit says, not right now. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where, you know, you might have that confidence to go up, but you just got to shut your mouth. Up. Yep. Because you could say something that could trigger them and uh you also don't throw your pearls before you know, swine right as they say so too you don't is, you're not going to go that that literally means you're not going to go in front of a bunch of palestinians and start preaching the gospel into their face because right. that could probably get you killed i'm just well, saying and pa- i don't mean pa- to offend pa- palestinians <laughs> who are who are you know uh, yeah. uh, christians or something like that but i'm just saying the wrong type of people right, right? no and, and that's where it's at you know you've got to be You've got to be open to the spirit in every opportunity. Right. You That's know, what I was going to say, too. You've got to be confident you, in that area, yes. too. Mm-hmm. He could call you to be like Peter and Paul and go in front of he could. the hostile he could. side of if things. If he calls you to do it. Yep. No, but, Randy, you hit on one real important factor in there. Right at the very beginning, you said, I've been reading my Bible. And that's important. If you want to share the Word of God, you better know the word of God, mm-hmm. right? What's the language of God? The Bible. the Bible. And the more you read the Bible, the more you will find to share the Bible. Good. It's amazing how it works. The more every, when I'm reading it less, I seem to have less opportunities and I have less to say. The more I'm reading it, it's like multiple times a day I find ways to bring up a verse that I read mm-hmm. or a passage I read, or it just, it clicks constantly, right? So if I'm spending that, you know, at minimum 20, 30 minutes a day, that's like my, my, my bare minimum. I try to do more like an hour or more a day. And yeah. when I do, when I get to an hour a day, I swear it's two, three times a day. I can find, oh, well, that's this passage talks about that. Or actually, I just read this this morning. And that's in this part of the Bible. And he says this. I mean, it's amazing how God works that way. Yeah. You were fixing to jump in, Wyatt. Yeah, Don't be scared, dude. <sighs> I don't want to say okay, that. Move on. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> That's how it is. I tried to speak and then Randy it took you long enough to show up. Come on now. Because I say like I don't think you should share the gospel if you don't like read the Bible constantly. Okay. Because I feel like if you don't read it constantly, you may like slip something else in, and then it can be like false. That is true. Right. So you know, I, if you're not grounded in the word, yeah. you know, it's like we talk about some on Wednesday nights, right? You got to yeah. be grounded in the word. And that's why we're going through our study that we mm-hmm. are, aren't we? Yes. You know, we're studying world religions right now and youth. And so, 
I do that so the students understand what's out there. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about what we believe and here's why we believe it. So they can really be grounded in the word of God because Satan will take little things and twist, right? I mean, oh, yeah. you look at you look at the garden. Right, right. Did God really say mm-hmm. that you'll die? I was just talking to my buddy about that because it's funny. It's, it's, it's the same word, type of word that you have there in the Hebrew because, right, you could say you're going to die, and that means right now, or you're going to die, and that means at the end of your life. And he literally just took that little twist, right? Because God wasn't saying you eat that fruit and you die instantly. He was uh-huh. saying, you eat that fruit, and now you are your your wages are death. Now you have sinned against God, yep. and now death is the outcome. Yep. And so Satan, again, just twisted. He's, just he twisted. didn't. He wasn't going to say you're going to just like die the second you eat it because he was right. He yep. didn't. That's not what he was saying. So sorry, well, uh, I cut you off though. Continue on with your <laughs> with your thought. I was. Now I forgot what I was thinking of because <laughs> I forget that happens to you it, when I. It's all right. Yeah, it's that, all right. It's always me. Is like I think that happens to his dad as well. We were sitting in that last podcast, and he's like, "I don't remember now." Uh, <laughs> must be hereditary. It's a it's well, a Fisher thing. But you but you are but right. You're right. You got to yeah, read your Bible. You got to be grounded yeah. in the Because if you're not you grounded, then they can flip something else, and then you can be completely off, and then they then you would do the same thing that they did, and then just carries on. And then yeah. you're teaching false prophet. Right. You're, you're teaching false doctrine. And yep. all scripture is good for what? It's profitable for teaching, <laughs> yeah, for teaching. reproof, for rebuking, for correction. Okay. Yep. Right. And yes. so if you're not in it, can you be taught? No. Can you be rebuked? No. In a loving way? No. No. Can you be corrected? No. No. And is there reproof in your life then? No. Right. Yeah. Right. And that just brings me back a little bit, and as you said, corrected in a loving way. That brings us back to kind of how we even started the podcast just a little bit too, is right with all this stuff going on, even with all this stuff going on, even if I was confronted by a group of Christian-hating Palestinians, I would still show them love. I would still show 100%. them grace. Yeah. I would not show where... them. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not attacking them. We are right. not called to fight them in that way. No. That's not no, what we're called you, to do. You look at, you know, I think I think of Paul. Paul says, uh be imitators of me as I imitate Christ. Yep. And you think about Jesus, you know, and that's I try to live that that life like Paul did, like imitate me as I imitate Christ, right? Yep. Because I want I'm called to make disciples. I'm called to be a disciple, then make disciples, which means I've got to live in a way for them to mm-hmm. imitate. And so I think back to that and if you think about the life of Christ Everything he spoke was out of love. Yep. Right now, 100%. of course, of course, he went into the temple and flipped tables and had that moment. Yeah, but he didn't kill anybody. He didn't, he didn't sin in that and moment, he, and he didn't hurt anybody because he's God. Yep. And he was allowed to have that righteous anger at that moment. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. But yet he still did everything out of love at the end. Mm-hmm. Because you look at on the cross, he forgave And I don't all. know. And that's where, you know, you. When he's on the cross, he says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Is Jesus talking about the soldiers? Is he talking about the Jews? Or is he talking about all of us? I'd go for all of us. Because it was all of our sins that put him up there. Right. Mm -hmm. It was the Jews who chose for crucifixion, and it was the Romans who carried it out. 
right right oh i heard a great quote too the other day because i know i know a lot of christians struggle with this and even new christians too or people maybe thinking about become you know that they they're like am i am i uh good enough to be a christian right mm-hmm. of course everyone is good enough to be a christian right because you your sin i get it we've all done terrible things we're gonna do more terrible <laughs> things this guy this guy phrased it just great jesus like, ain't looking for perfect people right and there's so many people who who get saved and then beat themselves up for sinning after they're saved and he says did, did Jesus only die for your sins up to when you got saved? Mm. Uh, uh, how many of your sins had happened when he died? None of them. No. <laughs> so what's the difference between the ones that happened before you were saved and after you were saved? I mean, they're all sin. They're all just as bad. You're, they're all, they all have the same punishment, but luckily you've got grace. Luckily you've got the grace of God that Jesus granted us that, that he, he, you know, as I, I said again a couple podcasts ago, I don't think God can get disappointed in you in that way to the point where he's like oh i really i really thought you were going to do better there he knew exactly what you were going to do there <laughs> he wasn't you know he, he knew he's like ah, i know you're going to fail this time but that's all right it's just getting a little closer every single time right i well, mean let's put that in perspective if uh if our sins didn't matter up to that point then he'd have to send his son several more times to die on that cross right to be able to cleanse everybody's sin right and it would be a never-ending story Yep, so and it was a once and for all. Yep, yep, it was a once and for all. That's why he said it is finished, finished right? But then I think of First Corinthians thirteen. Not to contradict, it's not contradicting that. Just as we go back talking about doing everything out of love, you know, First Corinthians thirteen, the love chapter is what we call it. Mm-hmm. But look at the first three verses. You know, we all know love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy. But we always overlook the first three verses of this chapter. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have, if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all that we are to do is out of love. Love. Yep. You know, and that's where it gets difficult. Yep. It gets difficult, right? Mm-hmm. There's those people that you're like, man, it's hard to love. Right. Right. Because there's Christians call, it, there's Christians right now who are saying we need to mount up and go over there and fight and yeah. do this. It's like, I don't see, I can't see love in war. And let me put it I in just this can't. perspective because everybody talks about God is love and God is love, but God is just. Mm-hmm. And scripture tells us that we were once enemies of God. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And we saw Sunday mm-hmm. scriptures where it talks about you know god hating um oh what was it that roger what verse was that because i don't want to take it out of context no right right it was oh i'm trying to remember it's a psalm it's a psalm Psalm one i don't remember the number at all but it was yeah it was just going through the thing the the sins that god hates but at the very end because i i'd I'd thrown out there to to roger said i don't know if i've seen anywhere in the bible where because you know god we know hate the sin love the sinner and I just threw that out. So, like, is there any win here where God hates the sinner and not the sin? And Roger did have one verse he wanted to pull up because it does. It goes through a bunch of sins. You know, God hates the the, the liar, the deceiver, and the, the, these different things. And then it ends with, and the man who sows discord amongst my 
children, I think he says, because it's Old Testament or whatever, but because he's talking about, but yeah, that, that he hates above all else. So that's the one point where he goes, there's a, there's where he hates the sinner, the sinner who sows discord. Pro- Proverbs. Maybe it is a proverb. Why are you guys Proverbs looking for that? I'm going to look it this, up. Let me ask you this question. You, you say it's hard to love people. Mm-hmm. Is, is that good? They try so hard to make you hate them. <laughs> well, what I'm what I'm getting to is, is that our flesh not wanting to love? Yeah, or because it is. Jesus loved everyone, but they still, what, it still disagreed with him. Right. But is it hard for us to love because we have different opinion than somebody? It, it is, and it's because we have a different thought of what love is. Right. We see love as a phileo type of love, a brotherly love. Right. I give you something, you give me something in return. Right? Is that not how most of us see love for the most part? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I'm not going to say totally. Not totally, yeah. but, but for for most people in the world, right? I love you because you do this. Yeah. Right? But if we're and looking for Jesus's kind of God's love. God's calling us to an agape type of love, which is unconditional. Yeah. Right? Like no matter what you do i still love you yes right and i don't what i'm what i'm getting to is i don't think it's hard to do that what i'm saying is i think is your opinion's different than mine i can't love you so it's a fleshly thing but we could get over ourselves at some point and i don't think it's hard to love someone if we could just take that wall down and sit here and go okay let me understand you first before I just shut you totally out. It's hard to get past our flesh. I don't think it's hard to do what we're supposed to do, though. And there's a difference between... I don't know. I'm just... That's my opinion. There's a difference between loving and liking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yes. Yep. You can love someone without... Love. Without without even... Um, again, we can love someone who is a, a terrible Christian or not even a Christian who's a terrible sinner without uh, proving... Yeah. approving of what they are or condoning what they do right you can still have that love for the person itself right and i, I know any any uh, uh father or mother out there who has a lost child who has stepped away can probably express that in some other ways and deeper ways too someone because i we we even know some people in our own church who have some children who are far strayed and off in different directions and i'm not trying to bring their names up for any reason but just saying that i've heard these stories of people you can tell the struggle and the hurt in their hearts because they hate everything about what's happening but they still love the person because that, and, that's what i was going to say the frustration's still there because we could see it with jesus turning the tables but that love never changed right because they had different opinions the love is still there right but i think it's our human flesh that doesn't allow us to get to that point therefore that's, you go back to die to ourselves exactly every morning every time you wake up we die and it makes it easy i don't think the love is hard no the love is not hard it's hard for us to get over ourselves it's us that complicates everything that's very true that there is and that's where i was going with that first corinthians 13 right yeah is is it it's all out of love if you don't do it out of love then what good is it yeah you go share the gospel with someone and you don't do it on the basis of love Mm mm-hmm 
you know, like, are you sharing the gospel because that's your Christian duty? Or are you doing it because you love the creation that the creator made enough that you want them to spend an eternity with the creator? Right. You love that person enough that you you want them to be, have salvation. I think when you view sharing the gospel in that aspect, it changes the way that you do it. And it changes the whole, got to script it out, got to, you know, you really let it flow. Because you're doing it out of the love, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, because right. I, where where I was going with that is, I really think that's just more of the excuses we allow ourselves to have. And when I go that direction, it's saying that's just the easy way out for us to sit there yeah. and say, "I can't love you because you're a different opinion mm-hmm. or different yeah. color, different whatever." That's poor excuses for ourselves. I can't. We love. can we can be better than that. Right. We choose not to be. Ray doesn't like Folgers, but I still love him anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't like any of that dirt water. <laughs> <laughs> I did find our verses too. That was it Proverbs is Proverbs six. 16. Yep, starting at sixteen. Yep, there are six things that the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination to Him. That's a good point because as Roger did say, it's six sins, the six things, and the seventh is a person. So He says, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among the brothers. So there's the six things plus the one, the one who sows discord among the brothers that God hates. Yeah. And that's all things we choose to do. And that's all. That's it. Randy, that's it. That's That's all things we choose to do. We complicate it all. We do. Mm-hmm. We do, but we can find an excuse to make ourselves justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm just as guilty. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying that's just the excuse we give ourselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's Satan working in you. That's oh, Satan yeah. always coming and saying, "No, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be all right." Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. doesn't he like the closer you get to God, the more he's trying to get you away from Him. Like the, he's trying harder and harder each time. You're getting closer and closer. And so at some point, it's like, all right. What's the yep. job of Satan? To, give me a minute. Me you don't got a whole minute. To, yeah, you uh, got I'm 10 so, seconds. Oh, okay. To, like, <laughs> put you apart from God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seek and destroy. Yeah. Right. His, yep. his whole job is to seek and destroy. And if he can destroy by you not loving, by you not being grounded in your word not believing the promises not of believing god in the promises of god by you not doing your job of not spreading doing the gospel right you know if he can do that he won mm-hmm. right the biggest thing at the end of the day what i want is for him not winning. is for saint to say oh crud he's awake exactly. you know like mm-hmm. as soon as my feet hit the floor i want him to be like well darn it there goes my day Right, we because gotta, we got to think though, his job is easy. His job is oh, yeah. because we can be lazy, and that's easy for us. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's easy. And it's easy for him to say, you know what, hit that snooze button because you can skip reading your Bible this morning, and get yeah. fifteen more minutes, that's or, it. or the, or the even the as we were saying earlier, that little voice that says, no, no, don't. It, it you won't know what to say. You won't know what to yeah. do. Yeah. You're you're going to be. They might laugh exactly. at you. Yeah. Who's the whose voice is that? That ain't God's voice. No. That ain't the Holy That's, Spirit talking yeah. to you. Just just pay for your gas with your debit card. Don't worry about going into it. Right, right. You, you know, don't got to like, go inside. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. Even if you are going to use your card, go on inside. Go on inside. <laughs> yeah. So you're right. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's his whole job is to keep. And and here's the thing: is once you're saved, he's lost you. Yeah. He can't mm-hmm. get you back. No. 
But he's still gonna try. But he's gonna fight you to keep the others from coming, and that's what he's doing. He's he's gonna try harder each day. Yes. Yep. Just remember why it's like a video game, right? The closer Mm -hmm. and closer you get to the end, the the harder and harder it gets. (laughs) The better you are, the harder it gets. I don't know what that means, but okay. Wow. You got to play some games. But it's exactly right. God's game is exactly like that, right? (laughs) You know, the the better off you are, the stronger battles you're going to face. Because one, God knows you're equipped for them. And two, Satan's coming right up to try to test you. Exactly. Because even... He even tried to test Jesus. And then Jesus uses scripture backed up to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Satan twisted. He twisted right? it. And then and Jesus was like, no, nope. I'm going to untwist it because it's my word. I wrote it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. I know. I know. He's like, you're trying to fool me here, man. What's yeah. happening right now? But that's, again, another good point. What did he use to fight Satan? The, the word of God, yeah. scripture. So uh-huh. the more word of God you know, the better off yeah, you you're going to be able to fight be, Satan. We, yeah, you got to do it daily. Yep. Which comes not just from reading, but meditating yep. on it, memorizing yep. scripture. And that's, we do good at reading the word. Yep. Some of us do pretty good at meditating. But not yeah. really a lot of memorizing. Us memorizing. I, oh. I try to memorize, like, I would read the verse of the day as well. And I would try to, like, memorize it, like, read it in my head yeah. and see it, like, at night and see if I can memorize it. If not, I. Wait, most of us know John 3.16. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do yeah. you know when... John 3.15 or John 3.17? <laughs> right on either side. Mm. <laughs> I always, I know this sounds cliche, but I always like the, the old saying, you know, real thicker skin. And with talking about this, you know, reading more and everything else, that just reminds me more of reading your scripture, spreading. We talked about people laughing at you, doing whatever. That reminds me of growing thicker skin. The more you know, that laughing's not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. The, the, the more, mm-hmm. the more mm-hmm. people's, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, attack on you of any kind, it's not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I always love that thicker skin because the more you know the better off you're going to be because you're going to sit here and be like "Mm, wow you you really said that you know well this verse will come back and be my you know my words against you so it's not my words it's god's words so it's your thicker skin that's coming back towards them and i I always i mean yeah i just put the two together but i'm just saying i always like that old saying because the thicker skin you got, nothing's going to bother you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I like and God gives you, what do they call it? The armor of God. Armor <laughs> exactly. Of God. And exactly. that's exactly what it is, right? Yeah. Yep. Putting on that armor because that'll, that'll equip you. Mm-hmm. That'll equip you. And, and I guarantee you, God will equip you for your battles, right? You start studying your Bible, you're going to, like I said before, you're going to find out that well, it's just going to line up perfect. It's, Whatever you were reading is going to be exactly what you needed to read, exactly what you needed to hear. Yeah. And it's going to happen a whole bunch. And, and again, don't sleep on finding, if you, if you spend any time with any other Christians, like going to, I, cause I know a couple of you guys have been trying to get together and work out together in the mornings, right? Well, you're working out together in the morning. Well, I know Derek keeps bugging people about it. <laughs> I'm, about say, yeah. I'm working out, but not in the morning. Right. But you go work out together with some of your Christian buddies, turn on a, a Bible podcast, listen to yeah. it together. Right. Yeah. Or if you're putting your headphones in be like, Hey, what one should we all listen to today? Listen to the same one. So then you can talk about talk it a little about bit. It. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, that's i hate to say it and we don't and even us even though you guys all you hear us on this podcast and stuff but you know when christians get together 
we should talk more about God. Yeah. Then we talk about football games or then we talk about what else is going on. I'm not saying we talk about only talk about God, but at the same time, talking about what we're reading in the Bible. When was the last time we got together with, we got together. So what, guess what I learned in Bible study this morning? Like, right. I, I mean, we should be saying that to each other. It's just what like, happened? I lost you guys. Oh, you did. Hmm. It's just like what you taught Daniel at one morning for kids, how you got, when you equip, like the orange with the peel on that's when you have your arm on and mm-hmm. then you float in the i don't know what you call it, the water the water yeah the in water. life and in and life. life you float and then it, when you don't equip yourself with god you sink yeah yeah that's it yeah yeah that's very very true that's it and that's like a quote that i've heard that i heard not too long ago that's really embedded into my brain just a four-word quote. That's it. And and I love it. It's my new mantra that I try to live by now. We need quotes because I don't have any. Yeah, I do. I <laughs> so, got a quote. All right. Are you ready for this one, Wyatt? Yeah. Get started. Get better. Mm-hmm. Get started. Get better. Apply that to your Christian life. Mo better. Get yeah. mo, mo better. <laughs> mo, mo better. You know, yeah. we, we talk about... We talk about we've talked about reading the word. Yeah. We've talked about showing love, and and some people are well. Where do I start? It doesn't matter. Get started. Mm-hmm. Now get better. Yep. Right. Yeah. Get started reading the word. Five ten minutes. Now get better. Let's spend more time with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Go share the gospel. Get started. Now that you do it over and over and over, you're gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. The first I mean, time you share it, you're gonna be you terrible. Share, yeah. First time I shared <laughs> my testimony. First time I shared my testimony, man, was like, I don't know. I was like, there's no way, no way they heard the truth and the gospel out of this, but they did. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know. You even at, like before we went to summer camp, you were teaching about our testimonies and write it down, and then when we got to camp, you wanted to show us. Uh-huh. And so then I was the first one <laughs> that did it <laughs> to three to four people. Yeah. So I, I gave you all that, that challenge, right? Yeah. To share, the, share your testimony with people at camp because mm-hmm. that should be easier because, you know, we're under the impression most people at camp are Christians, right? Yep. We're pretty close to it. <laughs> we're pretty close to it. And, um, and so it was like, hey, this is the easiest place to do it. Mm-hmm. But now let me ask you this question. Since then, how has it been? I kind of ha- haven't said anything about my testimony. I never told my friends. Yeah, I don't even have a lot of friends to be honest. Cause I don't, I don't need a lot of friends. Well, me, like, I just need like, like who's here, like that. How many friends I have at right. school? Yeah. Well, that makes sense too, because even that, as you look in the Bible, I mean, what Jesus had two or three close friends. Exactly. He had a yeah. lot of disciples. They were with together apostles. They were together all the time. But when Jesus broke off and went to go do the important stuff, had a lot it of was the same two or three guys yeah. who go with him all the time, right? So I mean, Peter, if, James, and John. Yeah. If Jesus could only have three best friends, what do we expect to have more? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just saying, just saying. Oh, that's why I don't get the text. What? Yeah. <laughs> come it. Yeah, oh, right. I'm Andrew. I'm the fourth one. Yep, you're Andrew. <laughs> you just now got that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's only taken me almost five years. But. Wow. <laughs> yep, just just happen to be just to be happy. You're not the other Judas. <laughs> true. 
That could be. That's that's the, gotta be a tough one. Yeah. Oh, you're Judas? Wendy. No, no, I'm the other Judas. <laughs> I wonder how many times he had to clear that up. Yeah, right. <laughs> after that's why you don't hear much of Judas at that Judas after yeah, that everything yeah. happens because he's like, dude, I gotta change my name. I'm not even doing <laughs> yeah. this anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not Judas, the tax collector. Yeah, I'm the, yeah, I'm the other guy. I'm a different guy. <laughs> I don't even know that guy. I'm the cooler Judas. Yep. I'm the cooler. <laughs> I didn't know him. Yeah, I, <laughs> we weren't friends. We weren't friends. He walked with oh. us. That was it. <laughs> but it's also a good point to point out too that you got to be aware that in your in your Christian in friend, your friend group, group. Mm-hmm. there's yeah. there probably is somebody who, unfortunately, you won't know till it's too late. Yeah. But guess yeah. what? What did Christ do? Loved him anyway. Loved you. Treat him like a brother anyway. Man, Christ he, knew. And Christ knew from the beginning what he, he was going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. He knew what he was going to do, but he still did everything. gave him the opportunity yep. and still loved him yep. to be a part. Didn't treat him any differently at all. Up up until Even up until the very last minute. And was that for Judas' sake or the other apostles? <laughs> Oh man, I don't even know that. That's uh, there you go. That's the chicken or the egg question, practically. I mean, because that's like you get to the supper. You know, he never called Judas out by name. What did he say? Yeah, whatever you do, go do quickly. Yep, whatever you got to do, go do quickly. Could have meant anything. It could have meant he's got to go to the bathroom. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you right. guys can correct me if I'm wrong because you guys are like the geniuses in here. But uh, who's you guys? <laughs> right, all <of> y'all. Anyways. <laughs> right. Basically, do you see anything in the Bible where any of the disciples pointed a finger at him, though? Said anything derogatory towards Judas after the fact? Only after a little bit. They made sure they threw in there, Judas, the one who would betray us. Like, every time they mentioned his name after that, but that's it. But it was just, I mean... But what about Peter? Has anybody said anything about him after the fact? And they all lived a longer life and did their job. Well, here's here's my thought on that. That's a good question. I know but that's how why many, I asked it. How, <laughs> you're right. How many of them? You're welcome. How many of them knew though about Peter? Because Peter, in his denial, the other twelve weren't around him. Yeah. But if and Jesus when, said out loud, "You will do this," at yeah. some point, people but, had to know. At some point, because yeah. Jesus wouldn't lie to him. Right. Were they sitting around the table at that time, or was it when That's he was I'm washing his guys. feet, and so it was kind of a more intimate setting? Hard to say, because there was clearly things that were said around that table that not everybody heard. Right. And that's why you, you know? guys are geniuses. Because that's where so. I just kind of wonder, because the denial, the other 12 weren't around, and when Jesus was like, Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Yep. They, was, they might not have heard Peter that part. Jesus. They might have not heard that part. Yep. So I don't remember, though, if the the prediction of the denial was that the washing of the feet or if they were all sitting around the table together i think they were all together i because the way he says it if i'm remembering it right he's like because you know peter was actually expounding something about right. how he would never I, like jesus was talking to them all and peter says i will never forsake you and he says i promise you even this night you're going to deny me three times so I, I, I the context of the conversation i don't think that was separated so i think you know he was calling you know calling him out right in front of everybody right there Right. And, and, you know, they, they knew the relationship that those two had. And, and there's even a point in there. I mean, 
uh, was it John who says, you know, Lord, which one is it who's going to betray you? And he says, it's the one who's going to dip their bread with mine. And immediately Judas does it. And even John still doesn't fully put it together. I mean, Jesus is like saying it to their face. It'll be the next guy I blink at. And they're just like, huh? Yeah. So if you look, John, if, John if you 13, see how eager they are real quick, just yeah. if you see how eager they are, look at. Look at uh, how my mind went, but Peter pulling a sword to cut off the oh, soldier's quick, ear. Yeah. So if somebody's going to betray Jesus, why in that point did he t- not talk to his brother? Right. And I'm not, I'm not questioning the Bible. I'm just saying, look how quickly and fast that they forgave or gave grace. Or yeah. You don't hear any of the brothers fighting at that point is what I'm getting to. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yep. They could have, well, I mean, it, there could have been, there could have been multiple sermons about Judas in the New Testament right. after what happened. And right. there ain't. But we there all know not. it had to happen. It had to happen anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, yep. we may not know if they did that or not. It might not have been important to uh, add that to the Bible. Like That's right. Talking. That's right. But at our point today, they didn't do that to our knowledge. Yeah. And if, because yep. if you look, John 13 is where you get washing the feet the betrayal is going to happen and then the denial. So it's all like you have the feet intimate setting and now we're into everybody talking about it. lounging around the table. Yep. The betrayal is going to happen because uh, it says uh, 1321 after saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified truly, truly. I say to you, one of you will betray me. That's when all the disciples started asking and Peter Uh, Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple leaning back against Jesus said to him, Lord, who is it? Uh, I'm trying to think it was. uh, So one of his disciples whom Jesus loved was reclining at the table at Jesus side. So it was John John. and then Peter. Yep. Right. And so Peter wasn't sitting by Jesus. Um, and Jesus said, it is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. Mm-hmm. And so when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. And then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, Whatever, what you are going to do, do quickly. And no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Right. Even though he had just told him, I'm going to dip some bread and give it to the guy. Yeah. And he's going to be the guy. And even it says no one at the table. And John was at the table. And he was still like, <laughs> and, then, and then we get into the denial, right? Simon Peter, verse 36, said to him, Lord, where are you going? Because Jesus just talked about this new commandment and I'm going away. Um, Jesus answered him, where I'm going, you cannot follow me now but you will follow afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. And that's when Jesus said, you will betray me. So, you know, it's all, it's all before he breaks the bread and and Mm -hmm. passes the cup. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. My understanding, Peter's never quiet about anything. No, he's, he's a lot like you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) open mouth, insert foot, say what you want to say. And so I don't know if, (laughs) but I don't know if, because denial and betrayal are almost two different things, right? And Ju- and and in the apostles' mind, Judas gave Jesus over to die. 
Peter just denied being around him and knowing him. Which it's, it's, in there's the different end, levels of betrayal, but in, I also in I the be- end denying Jesus, laying you in hell. Right, but right. I would I would I but believe was, if Judas would have actually truly repented, he could have been saved. But do you think he could have? Because when we read that verse, would it say Satan entered him? Right. That I don't know if he could have. I I'm think, just saying. I think if at he that did. point. Yep. If I he think did, at that point, Jesus said, "I'm done knocking. I'm done asking." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, this is your last chance. You know, he knew. He even, yeah, yeah. But it had to be God's will. But it had to be done. It had to be, it done. Had to be done to fulfill prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. It had to happen exactly. And, and the amount of prophecy. sacrifice is a sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of prophecy, did you guys get my video on the statistics of the Bible being? Yeah. Yeah. The number of yes. prophecies number fulfilled. Of, yeah. Yes. Yep. I like I've that. seen that before. Yep. I've seen it before, amazing. but not quite explained that no. way. Right. No. Yep. Yep. I just saw. Uh, I just saw the another one very similar too that was talking. That. It was talking about the the. Uh, I think Wendy ended up sending me the same one because it was talking about the. You know, if you take all of the the prophecies about Jesus and you put them all together and calculate it out, what's the 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 ratio that it actually happening? It's you know a one followed by you know a hundred and twenty zeros or something like that. And they said if you go into the realm of experimental math and and astrophysics, a one followed by fifty zeros is considered insanity, impossible. Just forget it. Right, so like, we're and that's talk- about where it ended yeah, up. We're talking with- about well past. <laughs> yeah. It's like double. It's yeah. it's double that. Like the yeah. uh, the possibility of that happening um, uh, without it being again that divine guidance, without it literally being orchestrated and planned the way it was. It's it's literally is impossible. You need to look, Randy, because it's really interesting. He sent it. He sent it to us on October tenth. I just went back and looked. So, so I I also have a question. Yeah. Does God choose who becomes the Christians? Yes. Yep. Yes. That was our discussion. <laughs> we talked a little bit about. Yeah, a couple podcasts ago. Couple, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Couple podcasts ago, and. Yep. Because it does say numerous places that God elects you, but yeah, also right. we choose God. Yeah. Right. And I I heard this. A pastor broke this down perfectly. He's like, because right, God chooses you mm-hmm. because He knows you're going to choose Him. Yeah. So He gets to choose you because He knows what you're going to choose. Right. So, it. it but then He holds you responsible for your choice, even though He chose you. And if you think you understand that, you haven't been paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> but it will be in God's time whenever you choose. It's not. Right. I think at the end of the day, I, correct me if I'm wrong, you still don't have that um, opportunity of time, I should say. God will tell you when you're going to be choosing. No, he knows, because, exa- he knows right, exactly, exactly when it's going to happen. Because yep. you see all over Scripture where it says, I stand at the door and knock. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. I mean... I didn't go seek Jesus out. Jesus came to me, mm-hmm. right? And that's the same for you. Jesus had to come to you first mm-hmm. because we even see where it says Jesus left the 99 to go find the one, right? Yep. And and we take that. Pastors will, will preach two different ways off of that, um, and we won't get into that tonight. But but we see you know, how Jesus comes out for us and mm-hmm. how God seeks us first. And, and it even says, I think Paul says, God sought me first. Right? In multiple places, all over. I mean, even where we just were, John yeah. 15, he's still at the Last Supper yeah. before anything goes off. Uh, 15, 16, he says, you did not choose me. But I chose I you. chose you and appointed you that you, you should go out and bear fruit. And yes, he's talking to the apostles there, but he's talking to he's us talking too. He's talking to all of us. He's talking to all of us too. Because, you know, we we see 
we see where Jesus says, follow me, you know, deny yourself, follow me. Well, he had to come to us to do that. We can't just choose for ourselves to go do that. I mean, that's nearly impossible. I don't know how, if you guys would have been like, well, yep, I'm going to go follow Jesus today. And I, know, I without if, the Holy Spirit, it ain't happening. Right. And without, God ain't sending the Holy Spirit to you unless he knows thing. you're going to take it. Right. And the Holy Spirit is the one who breaks your sin, breaks you of your sin to make you realize that you needed Jesus in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah. So. Yep. Right. It's, 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 again, it's one of those things where we, I don't think we'll ever be able to fully grasp it in our, even no. if you call us our 4D minds, because we got the 3D space and the fourth dimension is time. That's our four dimensions. That's all we get. And it's, it's outside of that, right? There's, ex- yeah. there's extra layers to this that hopefully once we get up there, God will explain it all to us. And if he doesn't, well, whatever, we'll be too happy with everything else that's, that's going on. Right. I don't think we're going to worry about it, right? He yeah. And, you know, and that's where it's like, when you talk about God choosing you and the whole predestination mindset, it freaks people out because they're does. like, that doesn't make sense why God would choose when for God so loved the world. And I right. think Corey broke that down perfectly for, for us to understand what that meant, yep. you know, and that's where you got to go back and look at the context mm-hmm. of, of the whole verse, not just that one verse. And, you know, and so when you talk about that kind of stuff, people freak out but then when you really start putting things together in scripture you see that it's true mm-hmm. yep you yep. know i mean it's no different than a again i didn't say this maybe in a harsh way but it's no different than a parent looking down at your children right yeah. you can look at all your children you know they're all very very different and you could want every single one of them to become a lawyer Right. And you know some of them ain't going to become lawyers. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude, but you know some of them ain't. And that, mm-hmm. again, that's a weird example, but it's the same thing. God loves everyone, right. every human. He wants every single person to be saved. He knows the ones who are not. He knows the and ones who aren't going to make it. That's where it's like, you know, just to put it in a simple context for us to understand why it is. As a parent, you put a cookie and a carrot in front of your kid. Well, I take the carrot. You know which one your kid's going to choose. You know which one they want anyway. (laughs) You know which one they're going to choose, but you're going to put them there anyways. Yeah. Right? So you've already picked what they're going to choose. And that's the kind of, in teaching right now, is they're all about give the kids choices. Yeah. Right? Well, there's a choice I want you to choose. Mm -hmm. And then there's a choice I don't want you to choose. But I'm going to give you two choices that lean you towards the choice I want you to choose. Right? Yeah. And so when you talk about predestination, that's what everyone's like, oh, well, God, God just put you there and God chose you not to like, well, no, it's like what Randy said. There's going to come a time that the Holy Spirit does knock on your heart, Mm -hmm. but there's some people he already knows. If I put these two choices in front of you, you're not choosing me. You're going to run away. So. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to pursue I don't you. even need to worry about it. Yep. I don't even need to worry. Again, like I, I, I picture in my mind, again, for anyone who's got, you know, the, the multidimensional way that time branches out and the options branch out. It's, you know, he can literally see every choice, every option, every, every, you know, every permutation he could lay out for your life. And he's like, I ran every option and you never chose me once. So I'm done. Right. I move on. Right. That's how I see it. I could be completely wrong with it, but well, I'm just saying that's what I think. He's outside of time. Yep. He's outside of time. Yep, as, as like I said the two weeks ago, it's like he's getting to pick his fantasy football team after the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he gets to do the do it at the he, end of the time yeah, as opposed to the beginning. Every ball that drops, 
but it's yep. not cheating. No, nope, but it's not cheating. No, nope. it's not cheating. It's I, different rules. I like to sit here and, and listen because I'm not. You're not the only one I've heard about people having issues with this. You know, God choosing me. I choose God. I think it's hilarious that we can sit here and be afraid to go talk to somebody, but the Holy Spirit can take us over there. You didn't make that choice. Mm-mm. God made that choice to make right. you do it. Mm-hmm. So why do you think you have a choice that God? You chose God. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, you chose God, yes, but God chose you first. So I don't understand why we keep putting ourselves too far into this thinking, well, I did this. I did this. You can't even go talk to somebody over across the road. Because <laughs> of our sin nature? Yes. Mm-hmm. And making it about us. And, and I mm-hmm. understand that probably sounds harsh to people that don't know what I'm, uh, me, but I'm just sitting here going, that's another excuse that we give ourselves. Right. Because I'm in control. Well, and look I think at you don't think you're in control. <laughs> look at all of like after we became a Christian, you know, we pray for God to light our path, lead us in the direction we want to go. Right? You know, if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have been here at this church. Because honestly, when when I got back into ministry, I wasn't necessarily looking to go back into ministry. You know what I mean? You're like, I'm I was just gonna just go like, back to church, right? You know, and, and God was like, no, you're going back into ministry. And so, you know, that's where it's like, we think that we have the choice to become saved or not, but then we ask God to put us where he wants to, us to be. So then do we lose the choice? Right. I don't you know, and that's where I'm like, you can't choose. You don't choose to be saved or not. And then you go, all right, God, now I'm going to be your robot and follow you where you want to go. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I think, I think from the beginning, I think God chose our path all the way out. Not, I think, I know God chose our path. Right. Because was it, what does David say in Psalm? You knew me before I was knitted in my mother's womb. Yep. And yep. I don't think that was just a, you knew me as David, but you knew my life laid out. And yep. if you're reading that Bible, I don't understand why your opinion needs to come out of your mouth as far as that. You're right. You're right. I I mean, I know, again, that sounds harsh to people, but I'm saying <laughs> if you're reading that, why do you think you need to speak on terms of God for God? You're right. Yep. And you don't. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, and yours is wrong. So <laughs> I know where I am. <laughs> Not you specifically, as, as but <laughs> yep, yep. Not and, you specifically, yeah. Randy. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and that's where it gets to preachers and people—not just preachers, but people in general, Sunday school teachers. Us sitting around putting our own thoughts into what the Word of God says instead of teaching and preaching the word of God. Right. Right. Don't ever forget. God gave you that knowledge and that mouth that you have. Right. You should use it in the best way. He tells yes. you to do it. Not and, yourself. And first Corinthians, uh, Eat which your brownie, first, <laughs> hey, first hey, Corinthians, we'll get there in a second. First Corinthians, uh, eight, one 18, right? You got to remember this as well. Cause as you're trying to share the gospel, right? For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. 
but to those who are being saved it's the power of god so to all of the people you're sharing the gospel with if they are being saved if the holy spirit's working with them they're going to see the power of god in the message you're sharing and if you're sharing the message of the cross to someone and they're just saying coming back this is foolish this is foolishness time to dust off your sandals and move on because they are perishing what they are they are not going to be saved the holy spirit is not working in them and so there's no sense in you wasting your time you know no sense in, in work wasting it at all and i'm not saying accept what i'm saying to you i'm saying get in your bible and understand right. what i'm trying to say that's that's Acts 17 11 gotta remember that one all the time search the scriptures daily to mm. see if this is true anything you hear on this podcast mm. from any one of us in this room go search it out in the bible yeah. tell us we're wrong i'd love to hear it because again then we can be right mm -hmm. if you can tell us where we're wrong you got a verse in the bible we'll read it we'll look over it we'll discuss it and then if in the end i hope that if we are wrong on something we can then find out because then we can be right and extend the grace for us to be right yes exactly right the, go, the god does don't just point us out yeah god does don't, don't god just say does. you're wrong you're wrong yep. give us some grace right give us some grace give us some scriptures we'll read it like we definitely I give, will I give Ray grace all the time about that coffee uh-huh yep that's right and as, as do i for you <laughs> one of these days he'll learn the truth it's fine <sighs> well anybody got anything else yeah See, he lied. He had a Rick, quote. Randy, you did not and say we, that and we've as mute, excitedly. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've muted Wyatt so he don't get his quote. <laughs> I've muted Wyatt. I'll he doesn't get two out anymore. because you probably got a better one. I've, I've got two that I'm not too thrilled about, but they it's might something. Be, yeah. It says, uh -huh. if you don't fit in, you're probably doing the right thing. Sounds about right. Yeah. I like it. Yep. We're not supposed to fit in, right? That's what God says. And I may have used that before, but be in the world, but not of the world. You got it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then this one goes back to our little conversation about the wars a while ago. And we can have a discussion of, if you want to on this one here, but it says if wars can be started by lies, they can be stopped by the truth. I'm not convinced totally because too many people are decided that they're going to be convinced of the lies and not really, they're going to fight back on that. But in general speaking, I do like that quote for the mere fact that you have a way out it's the truth i like that one all right share your knowledge okay so i was thinking i think i think a lot today i was just like just today Here's the I, I think a lot always okay because <laughs> this pain is just a feeling and you can fight your feelings mm-hmm like, you can fight the sadness, you can fight the madness. You can fight all the feelings. That's that's what I was thinking, Ed. Okay. It's okay. kind of dumb, but yeah. No. That's not dumb. It's that's not, not dumb. dumb. That's good. That's right. That's right, because they come from the heart, right? What is mm -hmm. the heart? What is the heart? It's wicked. Yeah. Wicked. <laughs> deceitful. <laughs> deceitful. Straight from right. I thought deceitful. the mind was de deceitful. Uh, it's, it's the heart. It's the heart. It's the heart. Yeah. Okay. The heart is deceitful. Yep. Yep. That's why you don't follow your heart. Right. I know. Every time I see that, follow your heart. I'm follow like, eh, don't do it. Follow your mind. If I followed my heart, I'd be like as white as the couch over there because I'd eat nothing but pizza. Right. Right. Ooh. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> you sh you should you take offense to that? Because you, you if you did, the next, then yes. The next podcast I come to, you should bring pizza and then I'll get... <laughs> oh. 
Can't go wrong with pizza. Yeah, yeah pizza is pretty good. I'm refraining yeah, from if that. If it's good enough for Ninja Turtles, it's good for me. <laughs> right? I enjoy some good pizza. I really enjoy some good pizza. What type of pizza? You know, I actually I like all kinds of pizza. Do, does pineapple belong on a pizza? No, no. it belongs only on no. a Hawaiian pizza. If yes, you have no. Canadian yes. bacon and jalapenos, yes. then no. you get jala- yes. then you put pineapple. Pineapple on belongs but on the pizza. Canadian good. bacon, extra cheese only. Don't ruin it with your all. You know what's really good? Canadian bacon, pineapple, jalapenos, and regular that, bacon that sounds all really together. Good. It's yeah, really good. Yeah. You Sweet, spicy, salty. Mm. Remember what I said a while mm. ago. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yours right. is just wrong. <laughs> so, I always you, like to you say, re- you really want to know the best pizza out there. Oh, no, no. It just doesn't is, matter. This is the opinion of me. Okay, um, it's Gasano's. I love Gasano's pizza. I believe um, it's called Gu- Guisano's, but I don't sorry. care what it's called. <laughs> I'm Southern. It's Guisano's. Well, he's already <laughs> wrong about the name. So Guisano's. Wrong about your pizza. Yeah, yep. Southern. It's Guisano's. Um, Goose. They're they're barbecue oh. chicken pizza. Oh my gosh! Wait, yeah. No, no, no. Listen, barbecue. No, no yeah, listen, it's barbecue sauce. Oh, it's good. It'll make you want to slap your mama white. <laughs> barbecue sauce. I would get in trouble. I would get trouble. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> my dad. My dad would just teleport home and just backhand me. What? You'd hey. be like teleporting back. So here's what, what's here's Jesus. What's, on it. what's Jesus's favorite part of the pizza though? The Jesus crust. Uh, <laughs> or or the cheeses? <laughs> Sorry. So lame. the barbecue chicken. Okay. Barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah. Chicken, bacon, onions, cheese. Oh, phenomenal. Wrong. You want to hear a joke? It's got chicken, Randy. How's that wrong? It's wrong. Do you Is it because it's not chicken strips? It's pizza. Didn't Jesus promise pizza on earth? <laughs> pizza on earth and goodwill talk to me <laughs> do, do you want to hear a joke here's my other my other is pepperoni and jalapeno from Domino's um no mm. I don't like I don't answer. like jalapenos they're spicy hey what was you saying about your mom she's at the door she's at the door okay I want to tell you my joke <laughs> I want to tell you my joke real quick okay I went to the library I saw a book called 50 how to solve 50% of your problems so I bought two of them there you go there you go alright I gotta go I'm so glad you did that why? Hey, bud. Thanks for being with oh, us. Yeah, no Anybody have anything else? Why? You want to say a prayer? Yeah. Why? Close the sound prayer. No. No. That's, no. that's the guest no. position. That that's is what, what the guest does. Okay. Did 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 Corey do it? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yes, he did. Yeah. Did he? And, and every other guest we've had. Oh, Elena oh, did. That's yeah. not good. Hey. Elena did. Elena did it. Yeah. Okay, You'll she's different. Fine. She's You'll a full-grown adult. Oh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a middle schooler, not a full-grown adult. So you should be primed and ready to do this. What? Don't make me call your daddy. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I was trying, but he wouldn't answer his phone. I'll let you slide this time. But next Ooh. time, you're closing okay. us some prayer. The next time when I come, next, next Thursday, I was I would do it. Here, you, One more last. <laughs> your sister did it. Oh, Ooh. Oh, I gotta do that. Oh, yeah. Your sister. Fine. Right. All right. There you go. Let's do it. The other thing for learning is come here and talk about you and spreading your word and that we can have a wonderful rest of your week. So, all the people listening and that. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's always that pause. Thanks for joining us this week on Spiritual Debriefing. Go ahead, like, subscribe, share with all your friends, and we will catch you next time. Excellent. Amen. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Spiritual Debriefing, a podcast supported by First Baptist Church Hawassi. Please like and subscribe to the podcast so you can be notified when we post new episodes, as well as check out our past episodes. We'll be posting new podcasts every other Thursday. You can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions you'd like us to answer, comments, or feedback on the podcast, please contact us through our social media or email us at dmeadows at fbchawassi.com. Thank you, and we hope God blesses your day.